What's up, everyone, and welcome back for another edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Miller Thomas. Uh, you could check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com, to check out all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Today's show, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Some very interesting topics I want to get to. Uh, to start off, for segment number one, I want to talk about this uh, ESPN Power Rankings. They talked about uh, which lineups they, they power rank for the 2020 MLB season, and they have the Diamondbacks at 23rd on their list. So I'll give you my thoughts and opinions about that. And then for segment number two today, we're going to talk about who are my dark horse uh, award winners on the MO, on the Arizona Diamondbacks roster. So we'll get into that as well. But first, if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at MillerThomas24 at Yahoo.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into segment number one. So ESPN recently put out an article where they ranked the best lineups heading into the 2020 MLB season. Now, this article is written by Bradford Doodlittle. You can go check it out on ESPN+. Plus. But I'm using a Arizona Sports uh, article by Jake Anderson as my reference for this article because I myself do not have an ESPN Plus account. So he basically broke it down for me. I'm going to break it down for all my listeners out there. So Doolittle had a system that he used to help him project which lineups he thought was going to perform the best in 2020. It was based off projected rate of runs created per 600 plate appearances and ranked each team in terms of contact, which is your strikeout percentage, your patience, which is your walk percentage, your power, which is your slugging percentage minus batting average, your speed, which is a statistical speed score via stat cast, and balance. Basically, how the lineup matches against uh, left-handed pitchers versus right-handed pitchers. So to recap, it's contact, patience, power, speed, and balance. And after all that, after all those numbers crunching, somehow the Diamondbacks were ranked 23rd in his lineups. Now, Doolittle also deemed batters he projected to reach 90 runs scored per 600 plate appearances. And he deemed those guys as core hitters. So if your guy could create 90 runs per 600 plate appearances... You were deemed a core hitter by Bradford Doolittle. Now, for guys that created under 75 runs per 600 plate appearances, those guys were considered lineup holes. Now, with a lineup that consisted of Ketel Marte, Starling Marte, Peralta, Eduardo Escobar, Cole Calhoun, Christian Walker, Carson Kelly, Nick Ahmed, somehow that lineup was only good to be ranked 23rd in the entire MLB. That's only two spots ahead. Of the Miami Marlins. Now, I'll give you the exact rankings in terms of each uh, statistical output that the dime the Dimebacks were ranked at. So, Doolittle gave the, uh, the Dimebacks the following rankings. He said the Dimebacks were ranked 
eighth in terms of contact. Patience, they were ranked 22nd. Power, 23rd. Speed, 14th. And balance, 13th. Now, you also deem that the Diamondbacks only have one core hitter while also having two lineup holes. Now, of course, me, Miller Thomas, I'm going to have to strongly disagree with this Doolittle article. For reference, the LA Dodgers came in as the National League's best club with a score of 95.5, only trailing those cheating Houston Astros for the top overall score of 96.5. And the Dodgers were ranked with only uh the Dodgers were ranked with five core hitters and zero lineup holes. So when you have five core hitters and zero lineup holes, of course you're gonna be the number one team in the National League. Now, the biggest gripe I have with this uh, Bradford Doolittle article is the power aspect. They were ranked 20. He had the Dimebacks ranked 23rd in terms of power, which is probably by far their best attribute as a team. Somehow he had the Dimebacks ranked 14th in terms of speed. And if you listen to yesterday's podcast, I said Ketel Marte was the only returning guy in the Dimebacks who played at least 100 games and stole double digit bags. Now, how can they be ranked terms? Uh, how can they be ranked 14th in terms of speed and 23rd in terms of power? Because when you look at this Dimebacks roster, they have power hitters all over the field. Carson Kelly at 18, Christian Walker at 29, and these are homers that I'm talking about. Nick Ahmed at 19, Eduardo Escobar at 35, Ketel Marte at 32, and then you got then you got their recently acquired Starling Marte at another 20 plus homers. So you got at least five guys right there that can hit you 20 to 30 homers in a given season. Now, when you only have them ranked two spots ahead of the Miami Marlins, I think that is a complete travesty. The Dimebacks are ranked are, are so much better than what they are ranked. And I think it's because they play in the small market of Arizona. Because if you think about uh, the Valley teams, they're always getting overlooked. I mean... Based off this article, you can see they got no respect by ESPN by only being ranked 23rd in terms of power rankings. And then if you look, uh, if you're a big uh, Phoenix Suns fans, you can see that Devin Booker was snubbed from the All-Star game. Somehow he didn't make it, averaging 27-6-6 or whatever he did. Phenomenal numbers he put up. And then Kyler Murray. He wasn't getting that kind of claim for Offensive Rookie of the Year like uh, Josh Jacobs or A.J. Brown. So all the Valley teams here are just always getting constantly overlooked. What I don't understand is how the Dimebacks only have two core hitters in their lineup. So I'm guessing uh, one of the core hitters is Ketel Marte. He has to be. He's the stud of the team. And I'm not too sure who the other core hitter is. If I had to put my finger on it, it would either be Starling Marte or Eduardo Escobar. And the fact that I can't decide which one of those was considered the core hitter is to my point. The Diamondbacks have more hitters on this roster than people give them credit for. I mean, just based off last season, Eduardo Escobar had 35 home runs. He batted 270. He was a stud on this team. And if you don't think he was the core hitter that uh, Doolittle was talking about, then you go towards Starling Marte a 20-plus home run guy and a 20-plus stolen base guy. And not to mention, he batted 295 last year. So that's already two guys not named Ketel Marte who could be considered a core hitter. 
Then you also got other guys who can step up to the plate, like a Christian Walker, who swatted 29 homers, batted 260. He's only 28 years old, so he still has room to improve. And you and this lineup, it's not even that old. Yeah, okay, their 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 average age is probably hovering around 29 years old. But Starling Marte and David Peralta, the oldest guys on in the starting lineup, at age 31. So this team is still relatively young, and they still have a lot of room to improve and grow. And I think they're going to be the surprise team coming out of the NL. I mean, when when people have them ranked 23rd, they're obviously not getting the respect they deserve. And I think they're going to be the sneaky team to watch out for to take over the NL West, the 2020. MLB season but coming up next stay tuned because we'll be talking about who are my 2020 Arizona Diamondback Dark Horse Award winners so stay tuned if you want to hear my opinions on that stay tuned after a quick message if you've been a listener of this podcast I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Lockdown to reach sports fans but you may not know that the Lockdown Diamondbacks is a great way for your local business to reach Diamondback fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Diamondback fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on the Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll give our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello again. Segment number two underway on the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. It's me, Miller Thomas, host of the podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for segment number two, we're going to get into some fun stuff here. I'm going to give my opinion and who I think are going to be Dark Horse Award winners on this Diamondbacks roster for the 2020 MLB season. So let's jump right into it. So to start off, let's start with MVP candidate. Who do I think on the Arizona Diamondbacks have the, has the best chance to win the MVP in the upcoming season? I'm going to have to go with the obvious answer of Ketel Marte. I mean, this guy has been on the rise the last couple of seasons. And you guys heard me gush about him the last couple of days on this podcast. This guy, in 2018... Led the league in triples. This was before last year. This was 2018. He led the league in triples. He was just starting to come on, uh, starting to come onto the radar. People still didn't really know who he is. And then he had that breakout 2019 season, which was last year. He batted 329, 32 homers, 90 ribbies, 390 on base percentage. And for all those stat geeks out there who love WAR, ooh, he had a 6.9 WAR. He was an all-star. And if you want to win a bar bet. He finished fourth in MVP voting. Probably not enough people know that. This guy was a stud last year. So all he has to do is go from fourth to first. That can't be too hard, right? Now, if he puts up these same kind of numbers next season 
or similar, just right around that. And the Diamondbacks finish with five to seven more wins, give them 92-93 wins. Ketel Marte is going to be right there in that MVP conversation. And you're gonna, he's going to be a, a, a guy who's going to be on everyone's radar and he's going to start become the, the toast of the town and everyone's going to start talking about him and be like, oh, look at this guy, Ketel Marte. But Diamondback fans know he's been on the rise for the last few seasons. Now, my Cy Young candidate of who I think has the best chance to win it is not going to be Luke Weaver. It's not going to be the obvious guy in Madison Bumgarner, you know, three-time World Series champion, multiple Cy Young uh, nominations, you know, never won it actually. But the guy who I think on the Diamondbacks has the best chance to be a Cy Young award winner this season is actually Zach Gallen. This guy is a complete stud. Uh, gonna be 24 in this upcoming season, and he pitched for two different ball clubs when he uh this past year. He pitched for the Miami Marlins and of course the Arizona Diamondbacks. And his ERA for both teams was a sub 2.9 ERA. So this guy was a stud. He had 10.9 strikeout per nine on the Arizona Diamondbacks would would be top three on the team. So he can get hitters out, and he doesn't give up a lot of runs. I think this guy has real potential to take that next step. And be in every, uh, be a number two starter on this uh, Arizona Diamondbacks rotation behind Madison Bumgarner, but be the best starter on the, be the best starter in the rotation. He's gonna be Walker Bueller to Clayton Kershaw. That's what Gallon's gonna be to Bumgarner. He's gonna be what Bueller is to Kershaw. He's gonna be the number two starter in the rotation, but probably the best starter overall in terms of talent and production. Now my silver slugger on this Arizona Diamondbacks. It won't go back to Keltel Marte. It's actually going to be Eduardo Escobar. Escobar has been increasing his homers every year since he's uh, been on the Dimebacks. And just in general, over the last three years, he went from 21 homers to 23. And then he had 35 last year. In the last couple of seasons, his batting average has been right around 270. So he can, if he can go up about uh, another 20 percentage points to maybe 290, I think he's going to have a real shot of being a silver slugger for this upcoming season. I mean, 35 homers, and not to mention, he also led the league in triples last year. So 35 homers, leading the league in triples. And then if he could get that batting average to around 290, I think he's going to be in heavy consideration for the silver slugger award. Now, for my gold glove candidate, I'm going to have to go with Starling Marte. That's a pretty easy choice here. Starling Marte already has two gold gloves on his resume. That was back in 2015 and 2016 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, the only difference is he also had a gold glove caliber outfielder next to him in Andrew McCutcheon and just an overall MVP guy in Andrew McCutcheon. So that took a lot of pressure off uh, Starling Marte. On the Arizona Diamondbacks, he's going to have to put in some more work with David Peralta and Cole Calhoun out there. But I believe uh, Starling Marte really has a chance to step up his game because after last year, all the numbers suggest he regressed. If you look at the advanced metrics, it shows you that he was not the same player in 2019 that he was in those 2015 and 2016 seasons when he won those two glove awards. And he is 31 years old, so he's not going to get any younger. I think the change in environment is going to do wonders for Starling Marte, and he's going to be re-motivated with the Diamondbacks to get back to that mountaintop and showcase his talents and prove to the haters that he is still a Gold Glove winner. Now, my last award for my Dark Horse candidate for this award 
which is the reliever of the year award. I think it's not going to be Archie Bradley, but I think it's going to be Yoan Lopez. Lopez is only 26, and I think he could take over as the closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the upcoming season if Archie Bradley starts to falter. Or if all, uh, or if Archie Bradley has a pretty good season, I could see him being moved at the deadline and then Yoan Lopez getting promoted to that closer role. I think he has a real chance to, to step up for this Diamondbacks team because they don't have a lot of weapons in the bullpen. They don't have a lot of talented arms in the bullpen. I think he really needs to step up for this ball club. They want to take that next step. I think the bullpen is probably the biggest weakness right now on this Arizona Diamondbacks team. And if Yoan Lopez could step up, I think this dime I think this Diamondbacks team is going to go pretty far this 2020 MLB season. And remember, if your company is if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Dimebacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you so if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at millerthomas24 at yahoo.com to find out more. Now, don't forget to tune back next week where you can hear more Dimebacks coverage as we'll be going daily starting next week. That means Monday through Friday, you'll have me, Miller Thomas, bringing you insights, opinions, rumors, everything you're talking about, everything you want in a, in a podcast all about the Dimebacks. That's only going to be right here on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tune back next week to hear more. Thanks for listening. Peace.